0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. Uh, Right now, we are on the air, taking your calls and your questions. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. That's to get on the air If you want to text me a question, 720-336-0897 is the number for that. My name is Ed Taylor, and I am taking your calls and your questions. Uh, We are open to the Holy Spirit and what he wants to accomplish to today's program. Uh, I was not with you yesterday. I believe uh, Jason Vanderveer... Uh, Filled in for me, so thank you, Jason. I was uh, in Southern California for a quick trip uh, for a memorial service, uh, which are always hard and have been for the last few years. And uh, so we flew out very, very quickly uh, and came back a little bit later uh, last night. And Jason from Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado, filled in for me. Uh, to which I was grateful, and we also had a guest speaker last night. Dr. Dominic Hernandez was with us from the moody bible institute the I believe he 's at the Seattle campus. Uh, he taught on Hanukkah, and we were blessed i 've gotten some great feedback uh, from that Bible study and from the uh, it was a very informational Bible study, which are always good where you get the background of you get the background and the essence of the scriptures, and uh, and so I'm back. Praise the Lord! It's Christmas just in a couple days. We at Calvary are going to have five services on this weekend, uh, this coming weekend that that represents our Christmas weekend. All five services are family services, and they're all um, they're all identical. Uh, they're all going to be identical. And we are going to be talking about the mission of Jesus, and uh, and it is an evangelistic type of message where the gospel will go forth, where we'll be reminded of the love and the mercy and the grace of Jesus Christ, and just how faithful he is, how good God is to us in sending his son Jesus. And uh, we are uh, just so grateful as we celebrate the love of Jesus Christ uh, around Christmas, and and this is the time when churches are just adding services to f- make room for all the people that'll be there that aren't normally there, and and I'm not a big fan of, nor do I support making fun of people that only come to church on Christmas and Easter. I think, um, uh, I think that I, I don't remember the phrase. Actually, I was thinking of this at the. Uh, last service, everybody told me what the phrase was, but there's even a phrase where people make fun of them. Um, I don't make fun of you if Christmas and Easter is the only time that you come to church because you just never know if that Christmas or Easter is the time that you finally commit your life to Jesus. so don't don't make fun of people uh, that that maybe don't have a regular relationship with God. Um, maybe they are unbelievers. what what good is? What good is going to come if we make fun of people? Um, That doesn't make any sense. It's counterproductive. Um, You know, Jesus loved them, loved us when we weren't walking with him. And so invite your family and friends. uh, Bring them to church. Uh, Tell them about the link to the live services that your church has. Tell them about Grace FM, because we'll be broadcasting live 6 p.m. on Saturday night. And 10.45 a.m. on Sunday morning. Uh, and they'll be broadcasting our Christmas services live and tell people about it. Um, but at any rate, give me a call. Lines are open and nobody's calling 303 690 3000. If you're listening in the metro area here, up and down the Front Range of Colorado, you're listening live. Uh, if you're listening on the East Coast, uh, you are listening with a one week delay. Uh, that one week delay doesn't, even though you are, uh, hearing the program a Week Delayed, when you call in, you are live on the air uh, in Colorado. And and so you don't need to worry about all that. Just tune in. And if you want to be on the show, call us, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Take in your calls and your questions uh, and open to uh, the work of the Holy Spirit, uh, what He wants to accomplish through the the program. Uh, what he wants to accomplish as we grow in grace together. Uh, so give me a call, 303 690 is the number, 303 690 And I know there's a lot of hustle running around, last-minute shopping. Um, praise the Lord that God would give us uh, friends and family that we love and care enough about to buy gifts for. Uh, and it, the giving of gifts is a wonderful thing. I wish more people uh, would do it regularly, not just for Christmas. That, uh, As I like to tell our church family, that, that we would be known as the most generous people on the planet. That we would be known as the most generous people on the planet. Uh, because Jesus Christ has been the most generous with us. 303-690-3000. Let's see here. We'll go to David is calling in Greeley. David, welcome to the program.
2: Yeah, thank you. I got a question about Luke 2.22. All right. In King James, it says that Mary came out of the temple after her purification... Yes, and other translation just says they came out they uh, they they came out of their periodification meaning Jesus or Mary and the baby Jesus. Okay, it seems like it's see. insinuating
3: that. Uh, well, I'm going to look in the Greek here just to see what that word is, and see if we can't pull something out. From I'm not a Greek expert, however, I can use the tools. That are given to us, so, so it will not come up. Why not? Why won't it come up? Let's see. Um, so the word atos is from the present participle, and it, depending on the context, most of its uses almost 3,000 times it speaks of individual. There are some times where it's plural, uh, but there are its individual. Uh, use 3,000 times of its use there. So, coming back, now the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were compu- completed. They brought him to Jerusalem. Um, just looking at the New King James, uh, looking yeah. at the context of the sentences, I'm going to go with singular, not plural.
2: Okay, but in like the NIV, it's plural.
3: Yeah, I but I just when you do word studies like I just did and you look up the original word, you see its the weight of its use and you come back to the context of the sentence yeah. um that's where I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna lean individually.
2: Oh okay. Well I was Do very, you know how to
3: have you ever done a word study before?
2: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just I what, what did a you word come up with? What,
3: what did you come up with when uh when you were looking at this? Other I than the question.
2: The word purification, and then, it, you know, it's uh-huh. the usual, it seemed like I was talking about the sin purification, or her purification, the women's purification.
3: And that's that's where I'm going to lean to on the, on that particular word from speaking of cleanse. I mean, it's only used seven yeah. times. Um, it's uh, the Levitical purification of women after childbirth.
2: Right. So, yeah. I just... <laughs> I just have a friend, he he thinks that Jesus needed to be purified of his sin. And I go, I don't think that's what that's saying.
3: Yeah, it's absolutely not what it's saying. You know, and that's where you kind of get an opportunity, if your friend is open, to say, well, let's look at this, you know, because uh, translators are not perfect. Uh, right. They're human. And and if we can dig a little bit deeper into the weight of the text and, and do what you just did, okay, what does that word mean? What does that second word mean? Yeah come back to the English language and say hmm, uh it really does look like that's an individual uh purification that's taking place not not gonna, a um not collective
2: right i'm gonna i'm gonna do that with me. But i got another question okay uh i listened to bobby enyert and okay. one day he was saying that you you're not you don't really recommend people to listen to bobby enyert
3: who me personally? Yeah. Yeah, I don't at all. Yeah, So what he's, what he's is the 100%, 100% correct bread you the wrong way. Well, oh, Bob Inyard, uh, is an open theist, um at least he was years ago. I haven't followed him uh in, in a while here. And for you guys listening on the East Coast, this is a radio personality on another local station here. Uh and so he's an open theist and then years ago uh, for whatever reason, he took out some kind of personal vendetta with me when I was hosting a program on another station uh, and uh, soured any kind of relationship that we could have ever had by, by his decisions. So his open theism uh, alone uh, is enough for, for anyone to avoid him. So describe open
2: theism, what is that?
3: Uh, the, the, the doctrine of open theism is that God doesn't know everything and he's still learning things that, you oh, know, oh. this is a real simple, he, he doesn't know everything. He learns things just like we do. Okay. And, and that the idea of omniscience was simply a Greek thought in the day, but, but those that are open theists, um, for, they teach that, um, God can't know everything. And there's little, uh, there's a few scriptures where they go, a few proof texts where they go to, uh, where it says, well, see, God's learning something right here. And it, it yeah. I, mean, I, don't,
2: I, yeah, I,
3: don't I, I reject that wholeheartedly. Sure,
2: I can see that. So I was just wondering because I listen to him from time to time
3: and Yeah, I mean his passion for the for the unborn. Uh right. you know, when, when, when you when you hear the, his passion uh for the unborn, um I, I would support um standing right. in the gap for the unborn. his causticness, you know, I I I have a hard time with people that are caustic. Yeah. Uh, and and their delivery method, but that's between him and the Lord. The Bible tells me uh, not to judge another man's servant, but he stands or falls before the Lord, and and uh, and so that's what I choose to do. And uh, I wouldn't want anybody to get caught up in his open theism. Uh, it was real popular about um, I don't know seven eight years ago. Uh, right. It's not so I don't hear it so much these days, but it, it really was uh, very very popular. That's when I was still hosting. Um, I was sitting in for Gino uh, back on KRKS, uh when, right. when Gino had his program and so that, that's how our connection was and for some reason he chose to he chose to do some things that just weren't very um well, helpful for relationships.
2: I know I I understand that too so I was just wondering yeah. brother so thank you very okay. much.
3: Great question. Thanks for asking. Okay, bye. All right, bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number 303-690-3000. Let's go on to line number 2 is Jeff calling from Parker, Colorado. Jeff, welcome to the program.
4: Yeah, thank you Pastor Ed. Uh pleasure talking to you. Uh um, Thank you. Just, just want to start off by saying that uh I'm a long-time listener of uh Grace FM. I pretty much live and listen four or five, you know, three or four days a week. Um so I've been very oh, blessed, and a lot of the messages and stuff that I've, I've, I've heard over the years. And um, just wanted to call. I, I spoke with you uh, probably, oh gosh, it's been four or five months ago or so about my father. Um, just uh, another uh, um, kind of a praise request too. Uh, my father was uh, his name is O.C. I don't know if you remember. I spoke with you individually a long time ago, but uh, okay, uh, he was going through a lot of. Uh, uh health issues and stuff, uh was close mm. to death uh one night. Mm. Um and uh so I called in for a prayer request for him and, and uh he's he's doing much, much better. Uh he's oh, now great. in just living and stuff, uh so I just uh, I, I thank the Lord so much for for all that he's done for him. And um but uh yeah just, just going through it it's, uh, like I said he's doing much better um but it's still kind of a task, you know, it uh Almost going through a bit of depression too and uh said a lot of prayers for her. Um and uh you know, but it's just just so difficult. It's it's been going on for a year now. Um, you know, they're very demanding of my time and very busy. Uh I work and my wife works and God bless her. She's um uh, been a rock for me just going through this whole thing. Just with yes. the kind of relationship that uh that uh I have with my parents and I won't go into that. That's a total different conversation. But anyway, yes, um, I agree. Um, anyway, just, uh, and now, uh, my wife has had a couple mammograms. Um, they're thinking there's something there. Um, they're going to be uh, doing a biopsy here, uh, in the very near future and stuff. So I just want to pray for her that everything is good there. And, and, you know, just for the Lord to give me strength to, to, to continue to fight through this trial that I'm going through. And well, let's uh, do that. Right. Yeah,
3: let's do that. Father, I pray for my friend as you, um, as as you have. You know, I, I think of the promise, God, that says that you are the good shepherd, and you will often lead us through the valley of the shadow of death. I mean, we we aren't we aren't going to avoid it. Um, we're going to go through it, and it sounds like my brother has just been going through these valleys for a long time. And I lift him up to you, God, that that you would be with Jeff, uh, that you would strengthen him and would, would help him with just everything, getting hit in every direction. Would you pour out your Holy Spirit on him, that he would rise above this situation and he would rise above the difficulties? And, and when he comes through on the other side, he would be able to give you the glory. I mean, even as he keeps calling, Lord, and keeps asking and keeps knocking, like he is a testimony of your faithfulness and your strength in his life. And, and so let that testimony continue uh, in and through his life that that as he, as he walks through the valley, the Bible promises you'll be with him. And you are. And so strengthen him, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
4: Thank you, Pastor.
3: You're welcome, brother. Keep calling. Keep giving us updates, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. 303 Text me at 720-336-0897. Like this text question, uh, you mentioned tools that we could use to study the word. What type of tools would be out there for us to use that are free? Very, very good question. So the number one tool, the go-to that I would recommend is a website called blueletterbible.org. Blue, B-L-U-E, letterbible.org. It has a whole host of Bible tools. They also have an app available where you can look up the original word like I did on the air. I used a different tool uh, on my computer that I have, but that this blueletterbible.org is free and it has word study capabilities. It has free commentaries there. It has free Bible studies to listen to. It is a very powerful tool. blueletterbible.org And then, uh, it will cost you a little bit, but it's worth it. Uh, just to pr- pick up a book, it's a simple book. It's called How to Study the Bible and Enjoy It by Skip Heitzig. Uh, he's the pastor at Calvary in Albuquerque, New Mexico. How to Study the Bible and Enjoy It. And it is a basic introductory resource on what's known as inductive Bible study. Now, it my my brain operates this or, this way already, but when a question comes in like that, and it has a word, you know, there's a word concern, or what does it mean? My mind immediately begins to make a, make the observations. Uh, it it immediately begins to pull out from the text contextually, if necessary, culturally. What did it mean to the audience that was receiving it, uh, and and then coming to a conclusion. So, how to study the Bible and enjoy it. Uh, it's a, there's a small cost to that. You probably get it uh, you know, free, I mean, um, discounted on Amazon as a used book or something, but it's not much. It's a few bucks, but it'll be a very, very um, strong resource to start with how to study the Bible and enjoy it. Freeblueletterbible.org. Great text. Thank you for texting me. Uh, we take the text just to fill in some time. Uh, from time to time, so please do. 303 690 3000. Let's go back to the phone lines and pick up with line number three. Is Diana calling from Aurora? Diana, welcome to the program.
1: Hi, Pastor Ed. Hi. I just want to tell you that um, I need a prayer request, but you are missed when you are not at church.
3: Ah. But anyway,
1: I know you need time off. But anyway, um, I need a prayer request for my son and granddaughter. They are driving tonight uh, to North Dakota. They're going to take off at 7. My son, um, I'm just worried, you know, worried about him getting there and not getting in a crash. My son is not a Christian. He was when he was younger, but claims not to be now. My granddaughter, she's 7, and I brought her to church um, a couple of months ago and took her downstairs and... When I went to pick her up Saturday night, they said she accepted the Lord. Uh. She went home. It was really exciting. She was really happy when she came. You know, we sang Christian songs all the way home. And then my son texted me Monday and said, um, Cicada was very emotional today. Um, She told us that she accepted Jesus, and she wanted us to know that we were going to hell. So Uh. (laughs) I'm like, what? So anyway— We've talked to some people about that, and they're just like, well, you know, out of the mouths of babes. So, anyway, I'm just worried that I don't want him to get in a crash or something tonight and not have accepted the Lord again. I just, um, I pray for him all the time, and um, I just don't want her to get hurt. So I just need a little, you know, I've got a lot of people praying, and I'm praying constantly, but it's just a bad weather out there tonight, so...
3: Father, we do pray for this, um, uh, so many on the road, but especially this special son and family uh, that is on the road tonight, and Lord, that your hand would be upon them, and there be, what we all often pray for is this phrase, uh, traveling mercies, and mm-hmm. so we pray you'd be merciful, and that those that are traveling from point A to point B would make it as safely. Uh, mm-hmm. So many people, I think yesterday was the uh, most traveled day around the country, and It's only going to—more and more people, as the week progresses, are going to travel out of town. So, Lord, we just—we pray for your traveling mercy, that, um, God, you would be upon this family and continue to do great and wonderful things. In Jesus' name,
1: amen. Thank you.
3: You're welcome. God bless you. Thank you. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls and your questions. Uh, Let's see. We do have time, so let's just go ahead and we'll move right on to line number one is Scott calling from Denver, Colorado. Scott, welcome to the program.
0: Uh, thank you, Pastor Ed. How are you?
3: Great. How are you?
0: Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, okay. Other than what I'm calling in for. Just kind Okay. Of, uh, well, what's, what do you got? Looking for some uh, uh, prayer and uh, some advice, maybe. Okay. Uh, what's happening is that uh, my wife and I have been married for uh, close to two years now and uh it's it's been really rough Um, we've been separated uh, several times um most recently for nine months Um, we're back together now things are looking good sounding good feeling good for the most part Um, she was estranged from her father for a really long time now he's back in her life but she never told him that we got married because she's afraid that it's gonna hurt him and okay is also in on this and I don't want to join in the deception and I don't know I don't know if it's like one of those things that's like the little white lie but still I don't know if I'm just blowing it out of proportion because it bothers me or if I'm blowing it out of proportion because it's actual deception and I don't want my relationship with her father to be started off in this way so Asking for prayers, well, for understanding, wisdom, and and what the Lord is trying to tell me, and you know, if you got some advice of of what what I could do, what I how I could bring it to her, because now she wants to have a another wedding for him, okay. but wants okay. to pretend like the, the current one doesn't exist.
3: Well, I'm always going to advocate truthfulness. Um, I'm never going to encourage deceitfulness or lies. Uh, you know, the Bible is pretty clear that 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 is sinful and the wages of sin is death. So I want to tell the truth. And you have a, you have a great opportunity here with your wife to be the leader of your home and to literally lead her in the right decision to be open and honest with her dad, uh, to tell him the truth and to invite him into your marriage and to invite him into this new season of her life. And she, it sounds like the way that this situation has gone down, that there. She's going to hurt this man no matter what. She's hurting him right now by being deceptive with him. Uh, and so by telling the truth isn't going to hurt him any more than um, lying to him is. Uh, and, and yet if she chooses the path of truth, which is God's way, then she knows that she's going to be whatever pain or whatever difficulty needs to be worked out, it's going to be worked out in the light and not in the darkness. And you have an opportunity to really lead her and help her make this decision and it's okay. you know, If you guys want to have another wedding, that's great. Just don't do it deceptively. And I'm a big proponent myself, and I believe the Bible teaches, so it's not just what I think, but uh, the, I'm a big proponent that uh, the Bible is very clear. Lies are lies, and no, it doesn't matter what color they are. It doesn't matter what size they are. Uh, one lie leads to another, to another, and lives, of, lives lived in deception uh, are hindering our ability to share in life together. As a matter of fact the Bible says it this way, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Uh, and We need to be in the light and I think that you just need to tell your wife, let's tell your dad, uh, let's let him rejoice with us, let him have the response, apologize for not telling him, and then we'll have another ceremony and we'll all be able to enjoy it.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I, I have brought it up on a couple of Different occasions, and she is full heartedly against telling him. Um, she she only bows down and breaks. Um, saying it's like, fine, I'll tell him if it's like if if that you know if that's gonna make you feel good. It's like it's not about me, you know. It's like yes, it would make me feel good, but it's it's not about me. It's about truth, and yeah, you know. So, I, but but then I I put it back. Uh, it's like you know what, do what you're gonna do, but. I, I I don't want to be part of this deception. I mean, this is how I'm going to meet her dad. Is like, And the first thing out of my mouth is like a lie. And I'm just, so I'm just right. struggling with that. So,
3: well, next time she says, okay, I'm going to tell him and say, oh, let, we'll pick up the phone and call him. Okay. Don't worry about the motives. And uh, you can tell her, you know, you could say, yeah, it is going to make me feel good and it's going to honor God. So let's go ahead and call him. Call her bluff.
0: All right. All right. I should. I think and, I think I just him. like because it's out of anger and and that she does it that I, I kind of back off and be like you know what do do what you're gonna do but you
3: know. No, I get it's that feeling. I mean, of- I, I I totally understand that. But I think you're you're at that place where what a monumental opportunity for you to lead your wife and no matter the circumstances, just say, all right, well, let's call him. Uh, it is going it, to, it's the right thing to do before God and it is going to make me feel better. So I don't want to meet your, your father like this. I want, I want to, I, I want to be an, I want to be an honorable man. I want this to be an honorable marriage and I want your dad to be a part of our new family. Okay. All
2: right.
3: So we're coming up on the break. So let me pray. God, I pray for Scott. I know he's in a rough spot here. It's, it's, um, you know, he knows what to do, but the way to do it is going to be hard and difficult. So go before him, God. Give him the strength and wisdom to lead his wife. We pray for her, too, that, that God, this, this is an opportunity for her to grow and to take a step like she's never done before. And maybe this whole pattern of being deceptive and, and doing things you know, on the sly is finally coming to an end in her life, and she's going to submit her life to you and to her husband. So I pray that, and I look forward to a future call of how this goes down and that you might be glorified through a very difficult decision. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, bro. Thanks.
0: Amen. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Pastor. Bye-bye. All right, we're coming up right on a break. Going to take a real quick uh, minute to stretch, and we'll be right back. This is Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, pastor here at Calvary in Aurora.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I was away yesterday. Uh, Pastor Jason Vandenveer, a friend. It, uh, what a great story with Jason. He and I moved to Colorado just about the same time, and he was he. I, I need to share a little bit of it for you because I think it'll it'll encourage you just how the Lord works things out. But he moved from Orange County, California. We didn't know each other, uh, didn't know each other at all. He moved out about the same time, maybe even a little earlier than I did by weeks. I don't recall exactly. Uh, in 1999 and had a, a strong calling to Aurora to plant a church a Calvary Chapel. And uh, there was already a work going on here in Aurora uh, that uh, another brother was was planting a, a church here, and I ended up starting uh, a home Bible study in Parker, Colorado. Now, my heart was to plant an Aurora, and I believe God had given me a word of wisdom uh, and a prophecy spoken over me by my pastor, but... You know, I didn't want to disrupt what God was already doing in Colorado and and uh, cause confusion by planting a church so close to another Calvary kind of thing, and that's how we were discipled, and the, the thought was, hey, I didn't move a 1,000 miles, that I can't move a 1,010, so we started to open up our home. We moved to Parker. Uh, back in 1999, the, the uh, real estate market was crazy here. I'd moved out with my company, and they had helped us buy a house through the relocation package, and... And we just uh, the only house we could really find on this side of town was in Parker, so uh, we ended up moving to Parker and opened our home and and uh, passed out flyers and had a Bible study in Parker while uh, Pastor Jason was over um, attending uh, Calvary Chapel in South Denver with Gino and those guys and just waiting on the Lord and uh, before you know it uh, that, I, that 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 fellowship was on this side of town um, things. Uh, doors opened there where I had the privilege of taking the leadership of that group, uh, f- and so we just folded our Parker Bible study into the work in Aurora, uh, which you know we had one or two people coming at the most. we had five maybe or six in our front room, which was just glorious days of, of new beginnings and and so we folded invited everyone to come a few miles north uh, in Aurora and then Pastor Jason, he felt that need uh, to go to Parker. And so our churches have been uh, going on just about the same time. He's in Parker. I'm in Aurora. And uh, God had it all planned out, uh, what he wanted to accomplish through this little sliver of the family of God known as Calvary Chapel. Uh, and, and so I'm so grateful he was able to fill in for me yesterday. I was actually in California uh, for a longtime friend's mom's memorial, and uh, who, um, this family, we've known for 20, well, probably 26 years, 25 years, uh, that we met at Calvary Chapel in Downey. They were one of the original families that came to our home Bible study uh, that we had in California, just thinking, you know, whether the Lord was going to give me a, a gift, if if I even had the gift of teaching and pastoring and such. Uh, we opened up our home, our little apartment back in California to home Bible study, and and the Lord began to bless, and he began to grow that Bible study, we outgrew our apartment, and had to go to another house, and then, then we had to move to another house, and then eventually we had to split that Bible study up. It, it grew so large that we split it into two uh, different studies and uh, had a lot of connections and relationships, so a lot of backstory things, just like, you know, you have a backstory. you know, what God's doing in your life. Um, you know, everybody has a story. We, we need to be sensitive to the story behind someone's life. And and take time to listen and take time to receive uh, insight from the Lord uh, in ministering to people. And remember, everyone has a backstory, and the Holy Spirit would do well to we would do well to lead to lean on the Lord for that. All right, we are taking calls today. We have an open line 303-690-3000 is the number. It works all across the country. So if you're listening in the East Coast today on Hope FM, call me. Uh, just dial the number, and if you have a busy signal, dot, call back, and we'll get you on the air. And just remember, you're going to hear your call, though, the following week, uh, because we're one-week delay on the East Coast, and but we're live here in Colorado. Let's go right back to the phone lines. Travis is calling from Lafayette. Travis, welcome to the program.
5: Oh, hi, Pastor Ed. I was hearing you on the radio and sort of felt led to call in, um... I have, yeah. I I just wanted to. I was curious about your thoughts about a passage that I think about sometimes, which is I'm not sure it's in one of the Gospels. I'm not sure exactly where, but the disciples come to Jesus and they ask him something like, you know, will only a few people be saved? And he doesn't um, exactly answer them. It doesn't seem like he just says uh, along the lines of uh, strive to enter by the narrow gate. And so I just think about that sometimes, if only a few people, you know, relatively few of people that are alive will be saved, because it seems like there's a lot of people out there, as I observe, that are not trying to follow Jesus. And it just seems, I don't know, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that and, uh, like, um, yeah, just about just a few being saved.
3: I think what you're referring to is found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 13, Uh, Where it says in verse 22, and he went through the cities and villages teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. Then one said to him, Lord, are there few who are saved? And he said to them, Strive to enter into, or excuse me, strive to enter through the narrow gate, for many, I say to you, will seek to enter it and will not be able. Uh, And I think that's what you're referring to
5: yeah I think that's it. there might be another place that has similar wording, but that that's could that's probably it yeah
3: yeah Jesus elaborates us on this as well um, when uh, he is teaching in another place where he talks about wide is the gate uh, that leads to destruction many go by many go through that and narrow is the gate that leads to life, and few uh, go through. so he does teach on this this is a familiar theme that that as we see it played out now two thousand years later. Uh, Jesus, his teachings are true. Where the the ratio of people that are alive, people that have lived lives, uh, and chosen to reject Jesus Christ, uh, and the the ratios between those that reject and those that receive, those that reject is a far greater number. Uh, it's it's so huge and 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 large. And I don't believe what you're reading here is Jesus saying that. You making it to heaven is dependent upon you. Uh, I don't believe he's teaching that, uh, especially in light of of other teachings where he's the one that saves, he's the one that calls, he's the sure. author, he's the finisher. So I think he's speaking in a more general sense that you know, it, strive to enter the through the narrow gate, uh, because there's a lot of people that are going to try and aren't able. And one of the things that comes back to to me when I think of this <clears throat> is what Jesus taught us. In Matthew chapter 13, when he gave us the parable of the sower, <clears throat> and he talked about the sower sowing seed, and and gave us, um, he says uh, in um, chapter 13 of Matthew, uh, he says, some seed fell by the wayside, some seed fell on stony places, uh, some fell among the thorns, and some fell on good ground. So he gave four examples of this seed and... Three of the four didn't take. Three of the four were eaten up and devoured. Only one out of the four uh, made it on good ground. And I believe the soils there, you know, the, the seed speaks of the gospel and the soils speak of the condition of a person's heart. Uh, and Jesus is saying there, if you want to use percentages, he's saying of the gospel going out, 25% is going to make it. One fourth is going to make it. The other three fourths isn't going to take root. Uh, and those are just the facts. I mean, I, as a preacher of the gospel and a minister of the gospel, I see this played out, um, you know, time and time again, uh, where the gospel goes out to thousands and is only received by a few. You know, I think of uh, Greg Laurie uh, in his Harvest Crusades, and now much more when he's doing something called Harvest America, where he's doing it online and people are watching online. You know, when they when he gives the numbers and he says, "Yeah, we've reached." 130,000 people with the gospel, and, you know, only 10,000 responded, that's only 10%. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just the way it is.
5: Yeah, I don't know. It just concerns—I mean, obviously, I don't know how exactly to uh, process it. I mean, um, just to think of, you know, I guess the majority of people being created by God and not going to uh, spend eternity with Him— yeah. But...
3: Well, one way to one way to process that, you know, as you're as you're thinking it through, is that of all the people that were created by God, it's those that reject Him willfully that sure. won't be spending.
5: Yeah. I mean, but... Yeah. Anyway, I I just wanted to call and get your thoughts on that. I know that there's, like, teachings out there that, like, you know, everyone or almost everyone will be saved, and it would be nice to believe that, but it it does seem like the text sort of teaches different.
3: Let me give you an illustration, too. You know, first of all, universalism definitely is not um, a biblical doctrine. Uh, there would be no need for Jesus Christ to sacrificially die if everyone got saved, but let me give you an illustration that might help you it it's not sure. it's not gonna make you feel any better, so I'm not attempting to do that but i let's say that you held a party uh in your apartment in your house, and you invited a hundred people to come and twenty five came mm-hmm. so you're picturing that in your mind, and these hundred people were people that you wanted to invite. It wasn't random. Uh, It was specific. You know, these are people that you you really wanted to have in your home. You wanted to cook them a meal. You wanted to play card games and and on and on. And only 25 came. Are are you the type of person, and I don't think you are, but I want you to, anybody else listening in, are you the type of person that would sit in the corner upset for the 75 that didn't come? Or are you the type of person that would enjoy the 25?
5: Right. Well, I guess I'd have mixed feelings, but I would enjoy the people that, came
3: but um, I I think you would I I mean I don't think you would be heartless and callous toward the people that turned your invitation down but I do believe you'd resolve it quickly in order and understand the significance of well I gave them the opportunity it's not my responsibility they're not here they didn't want to be here I have to accept that for their sake not just personally but I'm going to choose and I'm going to fully enjoy the 25 that are here even though 75 aren't and you think of that capacity that we have in order to resolve these types of things, how much more of true, holy, and righteous God.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you, Pastor Ed. Yeah. Just, thank uh, you,
3: Travis. Great good. question.
5: Yeah. Okay. Have a good day.
3: Okay. Bye-bye. is the number. It looks like we have open, open lines. So take advantage of it in these last... Few moments of the program. We are, there's a lot of churches having Christmas services, so invite your friends and family to one of them. If you're looking for a church, uh, maybe you're visiting Colorado and you're looking for a church that's local here, go to our website. There's two places you can look. One is at CalvaryAurora.org, and you can look, I think it says recommended churches or something, and the same thing on GraceFM.com. It's a list of churches that we have a relationship with, uh, that we, um, I know the pastor, I know that we'll be well taken care of there, and there are uh, churches here in town that you can go to. That if you're outside of Col- Cal- Colorado, um, you can go to a couple places to look for a church. One is calvarychapel.com, and the other one is calvarychapelassociation.com. And of course, there's a lot of great Baptist churches, a lot of great Nazarene churches. There's a lot of great churches uh, that are are in our community, and just find one that preaches the gospel and go to church. And of course, you can come here to Calvary. We're in Aurora. We're on Hampton, just east of Tower. We're going to have five services this weekend, three on Saturday, 2, 4, and 6, and two on Sunday morning, 8.45 and 10.45. will be sharing the same message. Um, it'll be a little abbreviated, family service, Family service, so you bring your kids with you. We've got stuff for your kids to do uh, and uh, look forward to serving you. And It's always a highlight of the year where churches are busting at the seams. Every pastor will tell you they wish it was like that every day, uh, every weekend, but it doesn't matter whether it's every weekend or just Christmas and Easter. We will preach the gospel to those that are there uh, and look forward to it. All right, we are... Uh, going to oh I I I'm sorry guys I was I had calls on the line it my screen was scrolled up and I didn't see it so so, so very 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 sorry um, we're gonna go to line number one is Ed in Inglewood, Colorado Ed welcome to the program how you doing Pastor Ed good man I just completely did not see you on my call screen so you're probably listening you're like dude I am on the phone so here we are.
2: <laughs> yeah it's all right it's all right uh, what's up um, I just need some prayer um long story short, had a horrible divorce. um not sure uh, why my ex keeps doing what she's doing. Um, she's trying to turn the kids against me. It's what's going on. She's been trying to force me out of their lives. I got fifty percent custody of them now have had it for a while um but it's just the last couple of weeks. um my kids are waking up. I had one kid wake up, he was crying um you know, he was saying how my mom, or His words were well, my hey, mom Eddie, said, you're going to take it away I, I from Eddie, I know us. the story,
3: so Eddie, let's just pray, bro, because I know. And one of the things that I, I'm, I always think of you is that, 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 that I always, and, and when I do pray for you and I think of you, is you need to stop rehearsing this story in your mind. Because the Which more you tell the story... Stuff,
2: new stuff is coming out, Pastor Ed. I know, I know. it's starting know, to cause hatred. Then we focus on know, the new I stuff. I love my kids dearly, and they, they're know. starting to resent me. And I don't well, know that, what to do about that. Don't
3: play into that because I don't play into it. And that's, that's the whole lesson that God's trying to teach you. Don't play into it because when you play into it, you know you keep being the man that's, that's rising above the circumstances. You keep being the man that's rising above. This, this isn't connected to the divorce in the past. It's not connected to the divorce in the past. So going all the way back and rehearsing it is, is only going to make you more angry and it's only going to you know that it's only going to build up in you resentment. It's only going to build up in you anger. Uh and these new things we need to attack as they are. We need to be praying for these new things, these poor kiddos, what's going on in their minds. We 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 need to almost it's almost like Eddie, it's almost like you have to approach this as someone from outside of the problem. Because if you approach it from someone inside uh with the problem, then your mind's going to be all jumbled and and frustrated and angry and things are going to come out. But when you see those kids, you know, because I have the advantage, and, and this is easier said than done, so don't misunderstand me, like it's going to be a revolutionary thing that you do right away. But, you know, when I get to come with your kids, I don't have any of that baggage. And I can just encourage them in the Lord. I can pray for them. I can, if they had a night terror, then, then man, I can encourage them of the faithfulness of the Lord uh, and and this is a battle you're in, bro. But you're you're still standing. You're still yeah, standing, hurts, man.
2: It hurts so bad. I dude. know.
3: Oh, it hurts it worse. Really, it does. It hurts. I, I was telling somebody else this today. Um, you know, they said, "But Ed, it's so hard." And I said, "No, it's harder than hard." And and the good news is, is there are men and women that have gone on this path before you, and there are men and women that are in situations similar to you and And they 're still standing just like you are, and you know the, the 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 way the antidote to anything that might be happening outside of your control, anything that might be influencing those precious boys of yours, the antidote is love from a pure heart that 's what the Bible says. Love is the most powerful force on the planet and and you have fifty you have those kids fifty percent of the time, and if you choose to take those, that 50% of the time and just be um, responding to your ex-wife and trying to control the behavior that she's pouring into them, you're going to be wasting your time. But if you choose that 50% to love those kids, give them, giving them an alternative, showing them something different, demonstrating love to them that you have been doing. It's not like you haven't been doing this. Um, but you it's, get to these yes, seasons just, where it gets hard. And, and you get knocked yeah, out. Your feet bad, get knocked out from under coming. you. So if you
2: could pray that, maybe the Let's Lord that, will help me deal with my
3: hatred <clears throat> that's coming yes.
2: about. And, it's,
3: and yeah. you know, you know what? I I've shared this before with you personally, and and to everyone listening in, the antidote to the hatred that keeps bubbling up inside is forgiveness. I'm true, you're right. And uh, Father, I pray for Eddie. I know this has been a battle as long as I've known him. Um, a, a battle. But I remember, God, he walked into our church in far worse condition than he is right now. And you have done great things in his life. And you have given him the custody with his children and given him the chance. What an honor to have so much influence in his kids. And we pray against these things uh, that are happening. We pray against, Lord, the the animosity that led to the divorce in the first place. and 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 knowing, you know, I think of my brother Damon, Lord, and the things that he went through and just seeing what you have done in his life, it's, it's something you can do in Eddie's life. Uh, we, you know, I look at my own life being an, an angry, hateful man uh, before I got saved and, and how you revolutionized my life through the gospel. I know you can do that in Eddie's life. And be with those boys. Um, you know, they're caught in the middle and they're acting out and their behavior isn't always what it needs to be. And just give Eddie wisdom to love on them. And to be to to insert the antidote to some of the things they have to deal with and hear when they're over with their mom. In Jesus' name, Amen.
2: Thank you, Pastor Ed. Uh,
3: you're okay, always bro. a blessing. I appreciate it. God bless you, madam Bye bye. Uh, bye. And I know a lot of you guys listening in. You're going through the same thing, sharing custody, and uh, it seems like all the progress that you're making uh, is undone when they're when the kids are with your ex-spouse, um, and and it, it's. It's probably very true, but you know I did just uh, think about my brother Damon, um, and I remember walking through with him, uh, and and just thinking now where he is today. Your faithfulness, him in April, and the kids, and wow, God, you're so good to us, and you get us through the hard times, and uh, he's gonna, God's gonna get you through the hard time too, guys. Listening in, let's move on to Dave. He's calling from Denver, Colorado. Dave, welcome to the program.
4: Hey, thank you. I just wanted to call in with a praise report, and what you were just saying is, is so true. God is so good. I don't know if you remember me, but uh, about six months, maybe eight months ago, I started texting about my, my job being toxic, and I have to travel an hour and a half one way uh, to work. and mm-hmm. It was just weighing, weighing me down, and, and I was I had anger issues about it. And yeah. I had so many people, including yourself, praying for me, and I I just at one point felt the, the presence of God or just His hand upon me and just to, to trust Him. And so I, I just waited, and I had people praying for me, and I, I have a new job now. It's only about a half hour from my home, and it's in a much better environment. And uh, I just want to thank everybody <laughs> who, who prayed for me and, and, and let you know that you know, prayer does work.
3: That's awesome. That's yeah, really I, great. Thanks for calling.
4: Sure. Thank you. Bye.
3: All right, man. God bless. 303-690-3000. It looks like we're uh, getting close to the end of the program today, but I got room for another call, so let's go. Um, is it Sherry from Greeley? Is it? Can you pronounce your name for me? Sharia. Sharia, welcome to the program.
1: Hi, thank you. Hi. Um, I was just calling because I was just curious. Um, I feel like... Sorry, I just finished shoveling snow. But I feel like <laughs> God has been like... Um, like, we've been spending a lot of time together. And, like, I don't know, like, I'm just kind of, like, I love God. I'm just, like, okay, well, everybody needs to love God. And then, like, I go to work, and, like, my coworkers are always, like, Jesus Christ, you know, in a bad way. And I'm, like, come on, guys. And I want to, like, I don't want to judge their behavior, but I want to be, like, Jesus was like, a real person. Like, you should know him. You should get to know him. But, like, I don't want to do it by, like, overstepping my work boundaries, but I also want to be like, this is something that's like real. And he like longs to know you. And I just don't yes. know how to do that.
3: Well, I mean, the first thing to do, I think oh. is just to find out what those boundaries are. Um, okay. You know, you, you want, I, I don't know what kind of uh, freedoms you guys have to talk while you're working or to, to have conversation. And, and oh. it, it would be good just to pull out the employee manual. And just see if there's any prohibition about talking about religious things on company time or, you know, things like mm-hmm. that. Uh, but on your okay. own time, you know, everything's wide open when it, on your own time. And you know, whether true. it's break time, whether it's uh, a relationship with someone that you say, hey, man, let's go. Can we grab lunch together? Can we grab dinner together? You know, the, the opportunities of normal work relationship uh, that would mm-hmm. lead to outside of work because there's no rules outside of work.
1: Okay, good. I was I was not sure, so I was like, "How can I go about doing that?" So yeah, yeah and it's okay. it's
3: friendships, you know. I think um, it's one of the things that I miss about being in the workplace um, is mm-hmm. is there were pretty strict rules because I was a boss and I was overseeing uh, departments, and there were pretty strict rules, and and sometimes I actually went over the edge a little bit because um, I wasn't trying to break the rules, but but I was trying to take advantage of of helping the people that were with me and I chose to help them by sharing the gospel or giving a Bible or whatever it might be. And, and it was, you know, a quick trip to HR and, and saying, Ed, you can't do that. And I said, well, you know, thank you for reminding me and, and um, just, you know, there can't be a company rule against being who you are.
1: Right. And, and
3: so I would say, keep being who you are and don't steal from the company by taking their time and, you know, being careful of the big ones, but there can be no company rule against, uh, you know, this is who I am. So if somebody asks me a question, I'm going to answer it. If somebody asks for my help, this is how I'm going to help. And and uh, no right. HR department can can um, make a rule against who you are.
1: Right, exactly. Okay. Who be? Awesome. All right, Thank man. Thank you for
3: that. Ha- Merry Christmas.
1: Hey, you too. Thanks. Bye. Right.
3: Bye-bye. Well, this is the last show that I'm going to be doing this year. Uh, and I'm just so grateful for 2017. It's been a year of ups and downs uh, for me personally. Like I'm sure it's been a year of ups and downs uh, for you too. Um, and and so praise the Lord that He's got us through another day. Uh, I just I I got a uh, text real quick from my buddy. He says every time someone at my place of employment says Jesus or Jesus Christ in a drogy derogatory term, I always say uh, that He loves you. Uh, and it proves the point to them, and they start getting it. Uh, and so you can respond by saying, yeah, that Jesus, he loves you and gave his life for you. Just things like that, little things. Um, so that's great, Jesse. Thanks for texting me. Uh, and, and so the, the open doors of, uh, of ministry are before us in 2018. Uh, I wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Jesus Christ was born. He did live, uh, and he also died a horrific death, and he rose again from the dead so that you and I might have our sins forgiven and that we would be forever with him for all eternity. And, and I do want you to know, like Jesse here, uh, God does love you, and he demonstrated it. It's not just a word to... It's not just something to say. He demonstrated his love toward us. And this time of Christmas, people are talking about Jesus, they're thinking about Jesus, and they're open to more discussion and more dialogue when it comes to the things of God. And as we walk into their lives, and we walk alongside of them, as we talked about in the beginning of our program, um, God opens doors for us to insert his love, his mercy, his grace into uh, the conversation. And, And may the Lord bless you and encourage you. Thank you guys for being a part of Grace FM. Thank you for supporting us in prayer. Uh, It is year-end, so if you want to give a year-end gift to Grace FM, we will use it for the gospel. We will use it to um, continue to bless our communities with the gospel of Jesus Christ and with good, solid Bible study and teaching. Uh, You can go to gracefm.com and and give a year-end gift or sign up for regular gifts. Uh, We're going to do something next year, I hope, that will give opportunity for regular, ongoing gifts. Uh, that, that you can just sow into the ministry seeds of, of uh, finances uh, and strength into our ministry, just um, helping us. Um, pray for us. Pray for your church. Pray for your pastors. They love God. They're serving them with all they have. Pray for their families, pastors and kids, and, they go, and their wives go through the worst of the worst sometimes. So would you just continue to pray? Serve the Lord with joy and gladness. And Lord willing, uh, we'll be back next year. Uh, And uh, I'll be back next year to be on the air with you, serving you. And uh, thanks for the privilege of being a small part of your life. God bless you guys.
0: You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.